Welcome to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresemer. It's time to diffuse the marketing minefield for entrepreneurs. Niche mindset. I'm passionate about this one too. Niche mindset? I put myself through hell with this. I I feel like I'm the loser who's like just (laughs) totally like dragged myself through these experiences. (laughs) You know what? This is this is the thing is you can either take all of the courses that you need to take and then be perfect or you can just throw yourself out there and see what happens and know that you're going to make mistakes and that's what makes us more real and human for our clients that want to work with us rather than just oh they've got it all together because when I don't know about you but when I first started my business I was looking at the people who are other business coaches out there and going oh my god I will never be a smart pretty thin successful whatever as they are and I'm not guess what I'm my own version of me mm-hmm. and isn't that better than trying to anyways Ramble on. Okay. Niche mindset. <laughs> niche well, mindset. Why do you struggle with niche mindset or niching? No, I was, obs- this like threw me in a loop, like fucked me up in the head for like two years of my business. Okay. Talk to us. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah. just the niche, the whole niching thing just sent me into a tiz. It was just like this thing I mentally wrestled with for years. Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, what the niche mindset is. Yeah, so when we talk about niche slash niche, no matter, you can take any business course, read any blog, it's sort of like 101 is what you'll learn, is that you should niche down on a narrow type of client. So rather than saying, oh, I work with women aged 35 to 50. That's a massive swathe of people, right? You want to niche down even further to get more specific on exactly who that woman is. So instead of just some genera woman anywhere between 35 and 50, maybe it's um, she lives in the city. She is high performing. She's ambitious. She's got a good job. She's looking for love. Um, You know, she likes these types of books. You get like really specific and that's called niching down. So instead of trying to play the big game, I serve anyone. You're like, I just serve this very narrow, well-defined group of people. That's my niche. Hmm, Great, great explanation. But what they don't tell you is that niche is a total head fuck when you're starting a business. (laughs) You need, you should do this but then we're going to fuck with you. Okay. Total. <laughs> is this clear as mud, everybody? Because I got it. <laughs> and here's why it's a head fuck. I'm going to get on a soapbox and tell you I'm very passionate about this because I was in this head fuck space for two years when I started my business. And that's also because I'm in branding and I understand the power of niche very well. So that's why it really screwed me up. But the thing that makes it so terrifying to a new business owner is when you think, huh, I should reduce the number of people that I sell to rather than increase. You just think that's crazy. I'm going to sell less. Why would I limit the number of people I can sell to when I'm just starting out and I need more customers? It's fear, right? You're like, this sounds crazy. Crazy. Why would I do this? I remember talking to uh, somebody who just got their coaching designation years ago and I said, okay, so who are you going to serve? Who are you going to help? Who's, who's your ideal client? Who are you, who's your niche market? And they said, I can help everyone. <laughs> and 
I went, wait a second, there's over 7 billion people in the world. You can help everybody? Well, not everyone. Okay, so pick somebody. Yeah, Michelle. Okay, so you're right and wrong. Like you, Suzanne, with your mindset, hear me out on this. What you do, yes, if you worked with, take any random person, you could help them. But if it's the wrong fit, your help is maybe only going to help them 10%, 20%. Your ideal client, that's going to help them 100%. I do weird digital marketing strategy and audits. I technically can work with any business, any coach, freelancer, you name it. I can help them with this exact product. It might help them 5%. But my ideal mm. client, they are going to value the hell out of it because it's going to move them way forward and it's going to help them 100%. So why waste time oh, helping brilliant. someone 5%? They're not going to appreciate you. They're not going to give you good referrals or recommendations. It's not perfect. They're not going to want to pay you. No. They're not no. going to want to pay you. They're going to bellyache about it. Who wants yep. to work with that? Yeah. So instead, find the person who loves what you do, needs what you do, is willing to pay you more than what you, or more. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So the niche mindset. Yeah. I was the same, Emma. I was totally like, oh my God, how can I do this? And the way that it was explained to me, which I absolutely loved, was bullseye target market. Because mm -hmm. then it was, okay, so I'm going to pick this. So it's, it's even, it's this woman who's between 48 and 52. She, and then I have a, I have a three page detailed document about her. I've even named her. And all of the things that she likes to do and all of the things that she doesn't like to do, all the things that are getting in her way. And I speak to that person when I'm marketing. And so what it does is it helps me to understand where I'm going to spend my resources, my money, where I'm going to spend my time and where I'm going to put my energy. So my time, money and energy resources to get to and reach that, that person or that type of person. But here's the thing might, you know, a Fred, uh, a guy read it and go, oh my gosh, he's speaking to me. Sure. Do I work with that person? Absolutely. And I focus my time, money, and energy on this smaller niche market. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be able to sell or help other people. It just means this is where I'm going to put my time, money, and energy. And I like the way that you said it, Michelle, which is now it feels even more comfortable because I'm able to reach that person and know that that's the person I'm going to help move them much further ahead. If we could talk about a small business, like a new small business owner, it's very, it's scary mm. to try to niche down because you don't know. So I, I want to mm. say, yes, try to get your niche as close as possible to what you think it might be, but be really open to that adjusting over time. You don't know who you're best to work with until you've worked with a hundred, 200, 300 clients. You just don't know. So, you know, take a stab at it and do your best. But it's, it's not like yeah, you have to do this start. forever. Yeah, that's great advice. I have, I want to add on to what you just said, Michelle, because I have a really good analogy that I heard from someone else somewhere. So I think what, for me personally, niching down felt so terrifying because it's like, I'm committing to this. <laughs> like, this is it. It better work. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, what's terrifying. You're like, I'm going to say no to all this. And you know, what if I don't like this niche and what if it's boring and what if I don't make enough money? And you're right. You can change. It's not set in stone. And so I heard from someone, think of it like uh, a sandwich 
what is it called? A sandwich board sign? You know those like little signs yeah. that people in the city put on, yeah, on the sidewalk. Like today's special, right? It's like ham and cheese sandwich. And it's like, that's your niche. Put it, put out your sandwich sign and say this, you know, kind of this is who I'm working with. Try it. And if it doesn't work, change the sign and try something else. So yeah, Michelle, you're right. If you're starting out and you don't know, that's fine. Take your best guess. And then when you have some customers under your belt, look back and think, who, who got the best results with me? Who's like definitely referring me to all their friends? Who did I <laughs> like working with? That's exactly what I was going to say. The other thing is, is if you really don't know who you want to work with as a brand new person, and this is what I did, is I just wrote out myself five years ago. Yeah. I just wrote that out and then I spoke to that person. And you know what? There's a lot of people that were like me five years ago. That's great. Because a lot of people do. You start a business because you want something that you didn't have. Right. And then then it was like, oh, this is easy. And and when I would go into networking events, when we could do that, I could see that woman who was me across the street, uh, across the, the room and go, and I would be able to go and confidently talk to her. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. And that's awesome. And I think- so, Yeah, go ahead, Emma. Yeah. No, just another thing is niching. It's also not a one and done exercise. Like it's just constant, like expect to refine your niche forever. It'll be, you know, you might adjust, you might expand, hopefully, right? It's like a constant fluid thing. I'm actually just in the process of of considering doing that and niching down and, and actually I have been just saying service-based entrepreneur. And I'm actually thinking of going even further down and niching even more and talking about one particular uh, um, title Yeah, that these, these women have that I'm going to be working with. And I've been doing this coaching since 2000, well, tech, you know, making money at it since 2011, coaching since 2007, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but doing, you know, charging for services. since so almost nine, over nine years now and all coming up to 10 in February of next year. So even now I'm looking at refining and redefining and niching down even further. So it's a continuous process. Yeah, we definitely put on our calendar at least every six months we talk as a team, my team talks about, okay, what clients did we love that we worked with over this past six months? And I get out the list of all the clients that we did projects for, and we go through each one. What did we like? What worked well? What didn't work well? It's like a postmortem. It's really helpful because we can say, oh, okay, that didn't go great. Was it a mismatch, like wrong ideal target, or could we have done better? Which is good for you to do anyway. How can we serve better if it was the ideal client? I love that. That's good. I should do that. Yeah. I never do postmortems. I just move on (laughs) and don't learn from my mistakes. (laughs) So Michelle, what would you say would be the thing that if, if you were talking directly to that person who was resisting niching down and picking a, a a more refined target audience, what would advice, one piece of advice would you say to them? Just speak to that one person and say, this is why, and this is what you need to do. That's so funny. I talk to a lot of startups and I have a you know whole startup essentials thing and I call it your not forever logo, your not forever tagline, your not forever website. And I'm Love very, that. very honest with them that what they go live with when they start, I can guarantee is not going to be what it is six months or 12 months from now. It is going to change so much and you have to let it happen. 
and it's going to happen naturally, right? So yeah, take your best, best shot and be authentic to who you are and what you're doing. And that'll start attracting your ideal right out the gate. I love that. that. Like find your not forever niche. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Find your not forever niche. Okay. So Emma, what's, what's that one thing that you want to tell people who's struggling with this from a messaging perspective? So even though it feels scary and wrong to kind of get narrow with your message and only speak to a certain type of audience, I want to flip it for you so you can see how powerful it is. Imagine that you have to get heart surgery and you're shopping for um, a doctor and you're going online. Like, would you go for like a general practitioner on their website? Or would you go to like the cardiac specialist that talks all about, you know, doing open heart surgery? Like you're going to go with a specialist who just focuses on the problem that you have. You're going to go with them way over the generalist. Um, it's going to seem like the safer bet. The same thing is going to happen with your niche. They're going to see your messaging, your website, whatever, and just be like, wow, they're totally for me. It's a no brainer. And that's the power of niching, but you have to see it from the flip side, from the customer. It's like they're getting the benefit. While it feels like terrifying for you, it's actually making life easier for your you know, future customers. Mm-hmm. And from a mindset perspective, I'm going to say to you is that even if you think you don't have a niche market, you do. And so that's where I would go inside and, and connect with your, your own passions and your purpose and what really lights you up and then go and find that person to work with. Because again, when you make it more fun and when you connect with people that you really like working with and you see the results in their eyes, whether it be selling them a service or a product, that makes it more fun and fulfilling for us as business owners and for the individual who's looking to niche down. So I love this topic. So niche down, choose one. I like the idea of the not forever. It's not forever. Not forever. No biggie. That takes the pressure off. We're going to regularly look at it every six months or so to make sure to tweak it and see what went well and see what didn't go well. I call it the did wells and next times. And then uh, make sure that you're speaking to that. And I love the perspective of if you're, if you need open heart surgery, are you going to go find a, somebody who's a foot doctor? doctor? No, yeah. you're going to go find, or a GP, you're going to go find somebody who specializes in that. So think of yourself as a specialist. And then the biggest thing is get out there and do it. <laughs> people need you. Thank you for listening to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresemer. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends.